There was not a single day last week, when I didn't post one or two pictures of those who passed on, or are to be buried on the day, or next, on my WhatsApp status. They were people I knew very closely, or from a distance, in what is gradually becoming the new normal since the first quarter of last year. Two days ago, I even started the day by posting a video of a version of Only Remembered, after attending the waking for a neighbor's late mother, who'd died four days before. Before that day was halfway done the Duke of Edinburgh had died, and before I closed for the day, our front desk person informed me of the death of DMX. I had planned to spend the evening back only, after what had been a very long day, but I simply waltzed home absentmindedly, reflecting soberly and somberly. Earl Simmons aka DMX was the turn to artiste when I was trying to wean myself from the loss of Tupac, and by extension Biggie because whether you belong to a camp, you'd also follow the happenings on the other camp. Everything about his style set him apart, from the rage he exuded with the way he barked his lyrics, which is actually in keeping with the dog persona he established and maintained as his brand. He was one of those rappers who talked about issues, and not just about flaunting excess in his songs and videos, which interestingly earned him commercial success, as if he was doing the latter. When he did what these bitches want, not a few guys could relate to it, and till date it remains a source of weird inspiration for guys, knowing that they wouldn't remain, according to Cisco, niggas for life. Back then in university, no party could be said to be worth its salt, if the Rough Riders anthem wasn't played, in fact DJs would use it to rouse a bored audience. I, those days in the late 1990s and the early years of the new millennium, before Nigerian hip-hop and non-fella Afro beat became the toast of parties, partygoers, and of course, the music makers and DJs. Another thing that set DMX apart was his frequent recourse to the divine. He was certainly aware of the power of prayers, and it baffled me how it was that in spite of his challenges, he always felt it needful to offer them, publicly and as I also learnt, privately. He may not have overcome his demons, might have even been done in them, but he always prayed, as part of tracks in his albums, and as part of his life, like he sought to be as close as possible with his creator, on his own terms, just as he was. He was at his humblest at the times he prayed, and he asked for the sort of things pious people asked for when they prayed, and had you just come out from under a rock, from hibernation since the time he was an unknown, you'd think he was a member of clergy or the likes, and not associate him with the rap game, talk more the hardcore version. The truth is, DMX was the classic example of how fame and wealth can be easily mismanaged. One moment he was at the top of his game, the other he was in some kind of trouble or the other. Jail was like visiting frequently some far-flung relatives for him, and for a variety of reasons, making me wonder whether he was badly managed, or it was he who didn't need good counsel. He looked like someone in pain, distraught and distressed, and looking for an outlet to unleash. When he unleashed through music, his vulgarity posed no barriers to those willing to listen, and make sense of his rant. With him even a love song, sounded violent, and when he remixed blues, like Ain't No Sunshine, you've to be on edge when he does his part, after the hook. When he unleashed outside of music, his shortcomings were left bare for all to see, and since bad news is what tabloid news is famous for, it was rare and unlikely to have news of him come forth that didn't cause the ears to tingle. https colon slash slash midukovic.files.wordpress.com slash 2021-04-tuskaker9wabochk.mp4 It was sad to watch him endure one trial to the other, especially when they seemed self-inflicted, and it was for such as those that he prayed, only to seem to be giving impetus to people who don't believe in the efficacy of prayers, as it didn't look like his prayers were ever answered, while he trudged on amidst controversies. When it came to light that he couldn't pay child support because he was financially in the red, and had to do time in jail for that, as well, apart from the time he went to jail for tax evasion, the only thing I could think of, 
was that he decided to live on and buy cash and removed himself from the banking system to support his bankruptcy claims, but what do I know? It only helped me at the time, to not think of him as broke, just like it was said, at some point, a fitty, who of course we all know is anything but broke. DMX appearance with Snoop Dogg on Verzuz, in the midst of the scourge of COVID-19, was one of the highlights of my compulsory stay at home, and I suppose it was same for many of his lovers and fans. It was good to know that he still possessed some of the characteristics he was once known and loved for. Though he had more body than Snoop, one can sense that Snoop had fared better, and was more vivacious, even twerking to a DMX rap and beat. When it made the news that he'd been hospitalized this last time due to drug overdose, not again was what came to my mind, and I wasn't so surprised when his death was announced to me, I only wondered how much his body could have been able to take. I know he'd been to rehab a few times, once of his own volition, after which it seemed he had become homely, but things spiraled, with consequent cancellations of appearances, and with that money-making avenues. Because of DMX, I developed a certain level of respect for Jay-Z for bailing him out severally, to the tune of millions of dollars, but apparently DMX wasn't to be saved, until it was too late. He just couldn't help his restlessness, especially the negative aspect, I only hope things will be easier for those he left behind. X was the quintessential comet, he'll be sorely missed. Kovach. Picture credit. https colon slash slash www.gq.com.